you're back with your favorite podcasters, Black Ohioans. And I'm your host, Mr. Cashman himself. Mr. Drop a quarter in your sippy cup. Buku Cash. And I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Bird's World. Hey y'all, still here. I like that sound. I do too. How you feel today, Birds World? We got a big show for you. You know what? I feel alright, you know. I'm in awe of what's been going on. I mean, especially with how uh, things are going right now. Mm-hmm. The climate of the world right now. Uh, we all know what's going on. We have a lot of different movements going. And since we do represent the black culture, you know, I won't say that we represent the whole black culture of Ohio. But as a black man that's been in Ohio his whole life, yes, I definitely want to say that I should have an opinion on, you know, what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? No, I definitely agree with you. You know, I, I got an opinion myself because it just ain't right. Like you said, we try not to get too political, but we do want to talk about being a black person, being a black person in Ohio, and just how we feel. And most importantly, like I said, it's not just about being a black person. Mm -hmm. I want to make this podcast and I want to make this conversation more so about just being a human being and just the positive rights that you should have as a human being in general. Uh, Me as an adult man, I mean, not like my boy said, I'm a man. (laughs) You know, not like my boy from Oklahoma, the coach, but like I said, I'm a grown man and I've been on this earth for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the most part, you know, for the most part, I got to say, people have changed, you know. But then you crank open the old YouTube, mm-hmm. you crank open the old Twitter, mm-hmm. and then you start seeing different things that you are not accustomed to seeing or because we're on quarantine, we don't get an opportunity to see. And mm-hmm. you realize that things haven't changed like you thought they did. No. You know, you realize that things haven't changed like you really want them to change. Yeah. And it makes you sad. But it does open up the opportunity to have another conversation about it, and that's what I think we need. I definitely agree with you, man. Well, if you had a, I don't want to say if you had a person that was, you know, white, you know, they can be Chinese. I mean, like I said, I've experienced racism from all different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not the Caucasian culture. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I've went into restaurants you know, Latino restaurants, you know. Yeah. I thought I was Latino, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop it. You know. <laughs> yes. But I'm telling you, uh, I went into restaurants and I felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I felt like, man, listen, uh, what's going on? What's happening? What we about to do? What's going to happen when we leave here, you know? Mm-hmm. It just felt like it was a target on our back. And it wasn't like uh, scared or, or uncomfortable feeling like that. Yeah. It was just an uncomfortable feeling like, you out of place. Right. 
I had to play the booth for that. You know, I didn't play it a couple times, but you know, you should never feel out of place, especially when you're over there supporting. Cause like, like they like to say, my brown brothers right there. You know. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, man, uh, I've been into different places when I went to Greek restaurants where you know it was nothing but love. They brought out different snacks and different treats just to try. Mm -hmm. You know, just for us to not even pay for it. But I want you guys to just taste our culture and stuff. So, like you said, it's all about the person, how they was raised, how they grew up, and what they believe in. Their values, you know, it's all about them as they they own individual person. I love it. You exactly right about that, man. And you know, the conversation that we was talking about people having is about generational. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about the generation before us, yeah, or we can talk about the generation after us. But what people say is they breed in hate, yeah, or you was bred into hate, right? So it's one or the other. And my thing is, like I said, for the most part. I've been around a lot of positive people. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, being a black minority owner, I've experienced it to the 10th, 12th, 15th degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, I've, I've walked to a person's house, knocked on their door to provide a service for them, and they looked like, where's the other guy? Mm -hmm. Not because I didn't look like I was qualified for the job. Not because I was some puny guy. <laughs> it's because they're a person they have... Of black people, or yeah. the, you know, the way you look. Yeah, yeah, and of course, what do I look like stealing something out of your drawer? Exactly. You know, <laughs> I don't think most black people are those type of people, especially mm -hmm. nowadays. Most people that I see stealing is those, you know, I don't want to say crackhead, but hair around here is nowadays. A thief is a thief. It don't matter what color they come in. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can be purple. Mm -hmm. if, you if you steal, you steal it, you steal it. <laughs> Now, like I said, my whole thing about everything, and, and I just got to say this, mm -hmm. uh, how strong our community has shown us, not just become, because we've always been strong. Yeah. We've always had that narrative that if you mess with us, mm -hmm. we might let, I mean, like I said, we might let it slide the first time. We'll give you a pass. But now, they, no. They done united. Yeah, yeah, because all you need is a fist. Exactly. And you get this one guy, and you get this one guy, all you need is five. Mm -hmm. And like I said, at the end of the day, we're using our words. Mm -hmm. We're using our actions. Mm -hmm. And I think we're doing it in a mature way. Now, of course, we got a couple knuckleheads out here that's doing a little bit of bull stuff. No. But, you know, for the most part, and you know what? I do got to say this. When we talk about a lot of movements, mm -hmm. we don't talk about women in the movements. Of course, we, we mentioned Rosa Parks like that was the only person part of civil rights. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, we talk about Tamir Rice. We talk about different people. Yeah. But we don't, we don't really say a lot of things about women in the movement. But what I've been saying from social media, yeah. it's been a lot of women speakers. Yeah. And that's different. You know, yeah. that's different. When we think about speakers, we think about Malcolm X. You know, we think mm -hmm. about we think about Martin Luther King. You think about the people that we idolize and yeah. that they made us to idolize. You yeah. know, but it's so many more people. There's be people behind them. It's people in front of them. It's people on the next to them. Preach. <laughs> and there's always a woman somewhere around. Like you said, it's been a lot of them. A lot of them. And I was surprised not to just see a lot of women, just see a lot of people. Yeah. People of all colors, genders, professions, just Ages. coming together. As as one person, like, no, y'all gonna stop this. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like I said, the ages. I mean, I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of our youth, you know, yeah. really, really, like, stand up. Like, listen, listen, I understand 
that it might have been like this back in the day. Right. But we putting a stop to that right now. Yes. We putting a stop mm -hmm. to that right now. Yes. Man, come on. Let me go ahead and give him a round of applause. Hey, man, you know what? I wish I ain't had his bad knee. You know, I wish I ain't had his bandy because I'd be out there standing up protesting with my sign, too. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, all seriousness, when we get back, I want to talk about a couple of experiences that I personally had. You know, experiences mm -hmm. that you were uh, with me. Yeah. Experience that was maybe prior or, or, or times where we weren't together. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was, it was scary situations, you know. Yeah. And I can tell you about some of my friends that were maybe in the same place as me. Did the same thing as me that didn't even have to experience anything like me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not just uh, when we were kids, you know, that's that's almost present right now. Mm -hmm. So and I know you got the same experience, too. Yeah, I got a couple experiences. Just a couple, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a couple things that you want to talk about. And then, like I said, I, I do want to bring the children in, you know, I do want to talk to them about how, you know, they look at things how they're going right now you know mm -hmm. like they said uh children are our future i don't want to sing it but children are our future right <laughs> we'll be back with you guys i mean that was pretty fast i mean that break wasn't too long was it yeah it wasn't not at all i mean like they say it's the last break this is your last 15 you better get that <laughs> like cigarette that. in you already know you better get that cigarette in but listen 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 let me get back to exactly what we wanted to do i wanted to keep on talking about uh black lives matter mm -hmm. and not just black lives matter all lives matter uh, the movement uh the petitions yeah because you know we're talking about looting and rioting but they didn't talk about all the hard work that it took to do these uh, protests. You know, right. you have to go ahead and have these petitions out. You got to have permits with the city. You have to go through all these steps just to be able to voice your opinion. And nobody even said nothing about that. Mm -hmm. The first thing they said was, somebody broke into Cleveland Indian Stadium. Somebody broke into the Cavaliers. Come on, man. Yeah. It was yeah. disrespectful. You didn't say it. And then, by, you know what? Let me not even say all that, you know. <laughs> because I was going to get into, Mayor Jackson is, uh, he represents Ohio because he's one of, He's a mayor in a bigger city in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And for him to say certain remarks about, you know, a culture, you know, and a people that he built his career off of, yeah. you know, I think it's just kind of messed up. And also, my guy in Youngstown, you know, the new mayor we got down there, he, you forget that he's black because of his politics. But, you know, I'm, I don't want to say too much about that. Yeah, they're going to boo me off. They're going to they boo me off. They're telling me to be quiet. So I ain't going to talk about that. But I do want to talk about uh, uh, incidents, personal incidents, right? Right. Everybody got a personal incident. Yeah, I, and, and I want to talk about one uh, specifically about my son uh, one time, you know. Like I said, and I don't, don't want to take it to the extent where it's situations where we're talking about people getting beat down. And, you know, we all had those those stories but mm -hmm. i just want to talk about you know prejudice yeah. i think that's so much worse than racism i think that's so much more demoralizing you know it's okay. more mental mm -hmm. you know it, it really sticks with you the whole time yeah. and i remember like i said i'm not gonna say uh nobody name met yes yeah i don't want to say the name <laughs> too much i don't want to get sued but uh it was a coach you know mm -hmm. that was a coach for one of the uh 
you the know, local high schools. You local know? high school athletic team. We're not yeah. gonna say what team it is. Yeah. But it was an athletic team, and we don't want to say what uh, sport it was. Mm -hmm. But it was a summer sport. You know, yeah. one of those sports that a kid dreams to play. Mm -hmm. You know, hopes to get a scholarship and then further their career and be Odell Beckham or somebody. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But you know, um, like I said, I remember you know going through the hoops of paying for extra camps mm -hmm. you know i remember getting on this kid about you know him not being able to understand certain things and certain aspects of the game that i just thought was very simple and basic right. and then i really sat back and i looked at what was going on and i realized that it wasn't no individual culture mm -hmm. it wasn't no coaching at all mm -hmm. i mean i understood that they didn't even have a playbook am i lying and you know they didn't even have a playbook and when you ain't got a playbook when you don't have when you don't have coaches that can teach you how to do certain things, mm -hmm. then it's, 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 it's frustrating, right? right? But this is why I bring it up in, in a uh, racism and a prejudice in a sense. Uh, this guy was one of those guys that preyed on local inner city kids. Uh, one of those guys that go out and recruit but don't recruit. Mm -hmm. And they leave you to fend for yourself once you get to the school, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you're on that field... You know, hey, high five, good job. Hey, look, I can even give you a ride home. Mm -hmm. I know you're walking extra 15 miles home because you don't live in this district. Mm -hmm. You know, but, um, yeah, like I said, the off-the-field things were very hard. The individual things and, and the expectations that they have for people mm -hmm. I thought was just outrageous. And then when I realized that the guy was not only was he recruiting people mm -hmm. and he was getting a kickback right. and, and, and he was – one of the people that was, and I don't want to say it, I don't want to get sued, I don't want to say it, but he was the guy that handled the sponsorships, mm -hmm. the advertisements for the, the you know. The, he I don't, was heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was heavily involved. I mean, listen, he got paid, you mm -hmm. understand? And like I said, he made it seem like he was a homeboy, and he, he knew this guy, and he knew that guy, and he can, he can um, help you out in a community, mm -hmm. right? But when he looked at the community, he just looked at it as a word, community. Yeah. He didn't actually even know the streets that you stayed on. Mm -hmm. He was a, a white guy from the suburbs that had a couple cool slogans mm -hmm. and turned himself into black and duped these little black kids into, you know, maybe leaving their friends, maybe maybe blowing off a couple things that could have been, you know, fun mm -hmm. or, or cool for them mm -hmm. to commit to something. Yeah. Where he was just trying to get paid for it. And when I seen what he was doing, it was some kids that was pretty good. Black kids that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. So he was like just strictly on them, you know. Yeah. He was neglecting all the other kids. Mm -hmm. He didn't have no need for them. He just needed to get the muse out there. Mm -hmm. And when you look at stuff like that now, you know, now that the guy's not there no more, you look at it how he brainwashed them kids. And now them kids sitting up there with different coaches. Half of them ain't on the team no more. Half of them got kids on the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's messed up how these guys come over there as father figures because they want to make sure that the black man is not out there mm -hmm. to take care of their kid. Yeah, and if he is, out to oh, see yeah. What's going on, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they leech on to. Do you mm -hmm. see Sandra Bullock? I mean, like, <laughs> this is blindside all over again. Yeah. And, and, and that's what they're doing. And like I said, now that you look at these kids now, you know, they went in there ninth graders, 10th graders. Now they're coming out left and 12th graders in. They don't have nobody for them. And the people that they thought they had for them wasn't there. And now they realize this guy's on to the next 
big thing. Mm. You know, now he's even getting more money. Now he's doing different things, and he just used them. Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't look at it as that's that's racist. Or that's 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 dirty, man. They doing our youth bad. How you gonna let somebody come in and just take away your youth without even saying they're putting up a fight? You know, mm-hmm. this is things that the protest is about. Also, you know, it's not just about how they're killing black people from the police. Because, like I said, it's just not the police killing black people, mm-hmm. you know. So, like I said, that's why I like the movement. It's so many different things, and there's so many different issues that you can finally get off your chest and talk about it. Right. I know you got things you got to talk about. I know you definitely got things. Oh, yeah, definitely. You already know what I'm about to talk about. That one time I was coming inside the wall because it was right around the corner from where we stayed at. And I got put over by the police walking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that time. Man, that was crazy. It crazy. was just so racist. It was unbelievable. I mean, I had been working at this house for a couple of weeks, and I never had a problem out of none of the neighbors or anybody else. But one day I decided to walk back to the house because, like I said, it wasn't that far. And they just swooped up on me. I had all my supplies in my hand. And he talking about I was swerving back and forth. I'm like, come on, man. You're just making this up as you go. Because you've seen a black person walking down the street. Exactly. It was cold. I couldn't walk on the sidewalk because uh, it wasn't no sidewalk. Um, I had a hat on, you know. I'm buttoned up. And you just seen somebody walking down the street with black skin and you pulled them over. And then when you realize that it was a female... One, you try to back out of everything you say. When you realize what I was doing, that I had paint supplies in my hand, you like, oh, well, maybe she might be coming from work. You know, so I just thought it was just so sad that you can't even walk down the street in your own neighborhood without getting pulled over just because you look suspicious only because you're black. It don't make no sense. And that was one of the most racist moments of my life right there and like I said I had a couple injustices in my day but that one right there it was strictly based off of the color of my skin and it was ridiculous and if I knew that guy's name if I remember anything about him I'll report him oh I definitely I definitely felt like we should have reported him mm-hmm. and like I said see you're just doing it you're just doing the, the soft version but the reality of it is, is you're not even explaining to them how cold it was. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, let's not say it was super cold because it wasn't. But it but was it, winter. You and know? it was snowing outside. Yeah, it was snowing. So when you say that uh, you're not walking on the sidewalk, what do you mean? Exactly. First of all, like I said, there's no sidewalk where I was walking at. Unless, and if I would have been walking in somebody's yard, I would have been in somebody's yard trespassing. And thank God you pulled up when you did. If you had to put on what you did, probably would have been a lot more issues going on in that situation. And I didn't want to go ahead and jump in there and say that, that I came over there to the rescue with the camera, with the camera. But listen, you got to go into detail about Mm -hmm. that. What happened to you prior to me pulling up? Man, prior to you pulling up, uh, I'm standing there. He asked me for my ID. He asked me for everything. Where you live at? What's your ID? What's your social security number? You basically went to my birthplace. Everything, mama's name, father's name, everything. Thank God you put up when you did because it, I was starting to get upset myself, you know, and I might have took it to a level it didn't need to be at, but it's just a reaction off of what's happening to me. And it's like, am I not allowed to react to a situation that's happened to me? And if you do react, are you going to pay for it? But they're reacting, you know what I'm saying? It's all reaction off a of reaction off a of reaction. And 
could you imagine if you was this guy George Floyd? You know? mm -hmm. I mean, could could the situation even escalate it to that point? Because let's not forget when I pulled up, I thought he was a rookie cop. Mm-hmm. Looking to make a name for himself. He definitely wasn't working. He hadn't been on too long. You can see it. Looked like babyface. Didn't know what was going on. Even though we had been in that community for a little while and everybody else knew us. I'm walking down the street, this person waving, this person waving. I'm talking to this person and they dog. This guy just come out of nowhere. But it really wasn't coming out of nowhere because I had seen him lurking the whole time. And I was just wondering, what was he up to? He, he's stalking me. He actually was stalking me. He watched me come out of the house with the supplies and everything, waved to the people, and just followed me home, basically. It was, it was absurd. I think that's just so wrong. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we're not talking about, oh, yeah, I just came from the spot, or, oh, yeah, man, I had my music too loud, or, mm -hmm. yeah, I was a, No, I'm a black woman walking from work. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's that was, all it that, took. That was my crime. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it make you think about the other people and, and stuff they've been going through. It's just, it just so sad. It's, 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 it's unbelievable that this is 2020. And that's our reality. Okay. You know, we couldn't do this by ourselves. I had to bring in one of our youth guests, Micah. You already know. Hey, guys. I'm back. I'm glad you're here, Micah. Of course, you know what's going on in the world right now. You know, we don't we don't shield you guys away from the news. Mm -hmm. We don't give you the whole full throttle on the news. Right. <laughs> but what what's going on right now, uh, how everything's going, how do you feel about it? I feel like it's crazy what's happening in the world right now. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I think it's really crazy. It's really, really sad, man. It is. It's something that's so hard to deal with as a parent. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine how... You got to be going through it as a kid and seeing your peers uh, doing all the uh, uh, protesting and mm -hmm. going out and going against these grown officers. Do you feel like you could be one of those people on the front line standing up for uh, black equality? Um, yes, I would. No, why? Because I feel like we should have the right to like have equal rights as um, white people, too. Exactly yeah. right. White yeah. people, black people, Chinese people, all people. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, like I said, you you go around every day, so you got some sense of feeling that you know everything is normal, mm -hmm. right? But when you see things on the news now, what made you feel like, wait, hold on, it's really not normal. This is, this can't be right. Because um, people are just dying out the blue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And and like I said, when you see it's a police officer, a police officer, let me say it the right <laughs> way. But when you see a, a, a police officer, is the person that actually did kill the person that you see on TV or the thing that you hear on the social site, how do it make you feel? I, I feel I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. Make you feel a little bit scared, too. Yeah. Now, who do you run to? You know, if you can't run to the police, who do you run to? Now, I have family members that's police officers. And I know police officers, some of them good, you know. Mm -hmm. But the ones that, that's going on right now and the things that you're seeing right now, what what made your opinion change so severely about police officers? Um, because I feel like as black people, we didn't, we didn't have the right to do, like, because just because we do something doesn't mean, like, we're doing something bad. 
That's true. And oh. they just always assume that we're doing something bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and you're right. You're right about this. Uh, they shouldn't always just assume, because they don't do that to white people. Mm-hmm. They ain't doing that to Chinese people, mm-hmm. you know. They ain't doing that to lavender people, okay. Mm-hmm. They they look at us in a different way, and you know what? Now, with you guys growing up, this is going to be your generation that's going to have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing, if you had an opportunity just to speak to anybody, I mean, it don't have to be your followers, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but if you had something to say to people, uh, what would you like to express to people? Uh, I would express that everybody should be equal and everybody to come, has to come together as one. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to come together. That's the only way that we can heal. I like that. I like that. I mean, it's, it's simple. And, well, listen, it sounds simple, but it's going to be hard. Give mm-hmm. us a couple steps that we can do. A couple just small steps, not, not big things. I ain't donating, okay? <laughs> I'm not donating. But give me some small steps that you think that um, we can do just so we can go ahead and extend that olive branch. Maybe listen to others um, clearly. Um, hear each other out. Um, don't just think about your point of view. Think about the other's point of view. Mm-hmm. I like that. I do like that, too. You know what? I wish we had more time. <laughs> Michael, like you came over here and killed it, man. You did a good job. I love it. Okay, guys. We got another one of our special guests, Kia 007. She in the house right now. Hey, guys. She in the building. Now, listen, listen. Uh, you know what's going on right now. You know the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the protesters and uh, equality and uh, black rights. Uh, how do you feel about what's going on right now? I feel like it's good that everyone's standing up for themselves, you know, getting equal rights like we deserve. But, also, there's corona. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes! I will agree with that. But, like you said, you know, even with all this pandemic going on, mm-hmm. don't that even make it a little bit even more that people are going out there to protest? Yeah, that means it's really important to them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it got to be real important to them if that's what they're doing right now. Right. Now, how do you feel about uh, seeing... All type of people out there protesting. Blacks, whites, Spanish, you know, old people, young people. How do you feel about uh, what you're seeing outside? I feel like it's great that everyone is stopping and looking at what we've been going through and trying to help out. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I like that. I, I'm glad that people are really starting to recognize what's going on. And what about you? I mean, you're young. Are you really recognizing and understanding what's happening right now? Yeah, I have been watching the news and stuff lately, so I've been seeing with a little bit what's been going on. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're getting a chance to really pay attention to what's going on. And are you feeling, do you feel more safer or do you feel less safe? Actually, after this, I feel more safer because I feel like everyone is recognizing it and trying to change it. See. That's what we need. We need a lot more of yous out here. Yeah. People with positivity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Me, personally, it did change my opinion about law enforcement. Mm -hmm. You know? It does make me feel a lot less safer, especially with my children starting to get in cars and starting to drive. Now, imagine if you were driving. Would you feel comfortable with the police officer pulling up behind you? No, I feel like they're trying to get me for no reason. 
Oh, of course, of course. But do, would you feel like, uh, would you feel scared? Would you feel upset? Would you be mad? What What would the emotion be that's going through your head when they pull behind you? First, I'd probably be mad because they wasted my time. And then second, I'd be scared. I'd be like, oh, no. What is it about to go down? Yeah, it's a scary situation anytime they pull up behind you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But for people this young mm -hmm. to be that afraid and not comfortable around police, that's just not okay. It's really sad, man. I remember in my generation, we was raised to actually kind of like the police. Yeah, run to the police when there's a problem. Now it's like, run from the police when there's a problem. Oh, yeah, you can't be around them. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, with you seeing people out there, and I'm talking about young women mm -hmm. standing up, protesting, and like we talked in the last segment about uh, them kind of being in the forefront, saying a lot of the speeches and really kind of getting their opportunity to shine. Do you see yourself as being a person that can be an activist? Yes, I definitely do. It's very inspiring, and I feel like I can help people. Oh, you feel like you can help people? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. If, now, like I told your sister, not to your followers, okay? <laughs> not none of that. But if you had an opportunity to say something to somebody, to provoke change, of course, not mm -hmm. just say whatever you want, Right. Yeah. what would it be that you had to say to them? I would probably be like, stop, look at what you're doing, and seeing like how it's affecting everyone. You know, everyone's coming outside now. Like, everyone is scared of, of the police now. So I feel like we need to all come together and talk about it, think it through, because something's not right. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I like that, that this has been an excellent episode i'm happy to share some of my personal experiences with you and some of the experiences of my family members with you i'm definitely glad that i got a chance to get on this podcast it was more political than i like to do mm -hmm. but when we got causes like this that you know come up you know i feel like i'm obligated and I feel like since I do have a voice now, you know, I should express it in positive light and mm -hmm. say things that I really want, really want people to believe about me. I may not right. act on them all the time, <laughs> but I can at least give people uh, uh, words of wisdom right. and try to be that positive influence. And I think uh, just hearing my wife, my children, I think I have been a positive influence. I think everybody has you know, opinion, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I can tell that people are involved in this world, and they know what's going on, and when you got a person that's knowledgeable, mm -hmm. that's the most dangerous weapon you can have, and I think, listening to uh, my daughters, mm -hmm. I can tell that they understand, you know, they truly understand what's going on, right. and I can hear you, and I can hear the pain in your voice when you're talking about certain subjects, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm next to you when you're reading the articles. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's Trayvon Martin to Tamir Rice to a host of millions and thousands of people. I mean, we're not even talking about the people before the police camp. Right. You know, so, I mean, I think what people are doing right now, the protests and the rallies, and once, I, once again, I got to say the online petitions. I mean, social media is playing a big part mm -hmm. in what's going on right now. And I just want to tell everybody, listen, 
you have my total support and I'm I'm glad that I get a chance to, you know, shine my light this way. Mhm. Now, uh if you want to donate to some different causes dealing with the rise and Black Lives Matters and everything, um you can go to Google, type in victim memorial funds and you can find the person that you're looking for, the family that you're looking for. They got the George Floyd Memorial Fund, they got Justice for Breonna Taylor. They got the Iran fund. They got a lot of different ones. And if you know somebody who's been arrested because they were protesting or rioting, you can donate to them, too. They got the Bell Project. They got the National Bailout. They have several different programs. And those are really good programs, like I said. You know, uh, they're programs mm -hmm. that you can actually 100%, you know, help a person out. Mm -hmm. You know, when you said the Bailout uh, fund, that's something that people really need to go ahead and look up. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you, look, you don't have to pay a whole person's bill. You can just donate. You can put $5 on a, bill, on a bond or whatever. So, right. like I said, these are excellent, excellent uh, different programs that you can go and check out. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. I was going to stop it there. No. But like I said, man, it's a thousand different funds and it's a thousand different ways that you can go ahead and participate, even if you're not on the front lines. So, before I get out of here, let me go ahead and give you guys a couple more that you can go ahead and um, check out when you're searching the web. Yeah, they got one, the Blue Racism and Police Brutality Funds. So you can go in there and donate to people that has experienced racism or brutality due to police officers. Um, you can go to... It's a thousand different ones. Man, man it's just so many. If you go and you type in donations for... Like I said, I don't want to just name this cause Black Lives Matter cause because all lives matter, but just Google it. It's going to be a billion come up. And and before we leave, I do want to say this. Uh, Trayvon Martin uh, was over eight years ago, and we're still going through this today. Yeah. Just, just think on that. Think on that. Before you go ahead and open up your, your, your wallet, hell, even your stimulus check, you know, go ahead and think about how you can affect change and if you want to affect change affect it in a in, in the best way and that's a positive way and that's us black ohioans you stink yo hair stink put it about your clothes your feet stink you don't take a shower your breath stink get some toothpaste and a toothbrush